everyone. It's Alan Schimmel, and you're listening to another DevOps chat, or in this case, perhaps watching a DevOps video. Uh, happy to be joined here by uh, my friend JT Gary, who is the CEO founder of NClouds. JT, welcome. Hey, good morning, Alan. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Nice to have you here. JT, let's first of all say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's been an exciting, we were talking off camera, <clears throat> off mic, it's been an exciting quarter for you, your new time dad and moving homes, and at the same time, NCloud's business seems to be just booming, along with everything else associated with Amazon Web Services and the cloud. So, congratulations. Thank you. Exciting times. Yeah, it is. So, JT, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, there's a, people listening to this or watching this who are saying, you know, I want to be like Google or I want to be Facebook or I want to be one of these unicorns in that I want to harness the cloud. You know, we, we have our servers in a closet here or a data center or at a third-party data center, but we're not really cloud. And, and everything seems to be in the cloud. We want to move to the cloud. But, you know, we're only maybe 250, 500 employees. How, how do we do that, right? Do we, do we need a helper like an ad clouds? Do we, need, do we need to update everything? Do we throw out the baby with the bathwater and start new? I want to talk to you. I want you to tell us a little bit sort of, What's the typical sort of customer journeys that you see when you guys engage? Yeah, absolutely. So, Alan, I, you know, we talked in past. I've been migrating companies to AWS uh, ever since EC2 was in beta. And uh, as we, as I would migrate these companies, um, you know, I, people will realize that they need someone to manage it, right? So that's how sort of um, uh, NCLOS came to be. And as you mentioned, you know, this has been an incredible year for us. Uh, we doubled the size and revenue and the number of people. Um, what we are seeing that in SMB type of market, when companies migrate or when they try to migrate to AWS, um, they still need to follow. Uh, obviously, they need to follow best practices because cloud or AWS is constantly changing. And the skill set is just not there. So that's where, um, you know, we come and play. We can uh, make sure that your infrastructure is well architected. Uh, we uh, take an approach of um, migrating in a way where uh, you're really taking advantage of the cloud. So, for example, using containers, uh, things that are really going to help you to harness the power of cloud. And then for most of our customers, you know, we're providing 24-7 support. Uh, and w when we see people try to do this themselves, um, they get like a bad taste of cloud. They're like, oh, this is not for us. You know, we're not really innovating fast. So that's why, uh, Ellen, we've been very successful um, because, um, you know, there's a huge gap in SMB type of companies. Um, uh, there's a skill gap and just experience. We bring that to the table and uh, it's been incredible. We're able to lo add a lot of value. Sure. So, JT, early on there, you said something about when an organization needs someone to help them manage their cloud cloud migration. What? When does an organization recognize that they need someone to help them? 
what what's sort of a trigger point? You know, as we again we spoke off camera a little bit. Is it when like someone dives in the pool and says, "Oh my God, I can't swim; it's too deep," or is it before you dive in the pool, a prudent person hires a swim coach? You know what I mean? What what is sort of the trigger things that people should see as a red flag or as a trigger event that says, hey, man, I, I, I should be getting some help here? Yeah, that's a great question. So basically, you know, it depends when the companies come to that realization that we need some outside help, right? Um, Sometimes it is uh, that, you know, they will try to do the project themselves um, or in um, other cases, they realize that um, they really want to just focus on delivering value to their customer, right? They really want to just innovate fast. So, um, and they, you know, see how they can just stay focused on that. And that's something we do uh, incredibly well. We, we, you know, we have a build, we build system and processes together where our key focus is to make sure the customer could deliver value to their, their customers fast. And, uh, and we want to make sure the infrastructure is not getting in their way. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, this is coming more and more, uh, popular, like DevOps as a service, uh, where companies are reaching out to, um, uh, partners like NCLOUS to help them with uh, DevOps related tasks, like with the migration, setting up CICD pipeline, becoming an extension to their team. So, um, so they can focus on their core business, right? And, uh, you know, it really depends when they, uh, you know, when sometimes they come to that realization pretty fast or sometimes they they try to do things themselves. And when things don't work out, they, you know, try to use uh, someone like NCLOUDS. Yep. So, so JT, generally, you know, one of the hardest things in life is learning when to ask for help. And right. that includes cloud migrations and everything else. At the SMB level, mid-enterprise level, you don't have as uh, an elaborate or you know as big a structure as let's say you do with a large enterprise where you have layers and layers of management and, and you know hierarchy. A lot of the organizations you deal with are rather flat in their management structure. So who is it in the organization who finally kind of raises his hand and says, "Wait a second. I think we should engage some some professional help, right? I, I think we should bring in some experts to help us. Is it the CEO, CIO, someone lower than that? What, what's your experience? Yeah, it's normally CTO, you know, VP of engineering type of person. Um, and also, uh, you know, as you know, we became premier partner uh, with AWS last year. So... AWS uh, is, you know, Amazon is, is no uh, secret that they're very customer obsessed. So they will, um, at Amazon, when they're speaking to a customer and they, if they see the customer is struggling, they will introduce uh, someone like NCLOUDS to help them out with the migration or just um, modernize their infrastructure. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, actually many times they can come in with funding where where they will offset some of the costs. So for customer, it's just like a no-brainer to, um, you know, see if we, we can have 
some external experts come in and you know fix up the infrastructure or, or streamline the infrastructure and uh, so the you know the conversation normally we do get a lot of business directly people reaching out like hey we need devops help but we also get a lot of business directly from aws where they identify this customer needs help and we get involved that way so that's going to bring up two questions the first one is on track with what we're talking about so now the cto or cio or you know an executive says yeah we're going to bring in n clouds whether aws referred and is partially subsidizing it or what have you but we're going to bring in n clouds or some other you know type of help is there any sort of um pushback or or resistance normally with you know when you're dealing with people you know the the uh not first responders but the the individual contributors who feel like hey man i you know i don't want to be replaced i don't want to be outsourced i don't want to you know, give up my cheese to some outside company who's helping us? Or how do you, if so, how do you overcome that? How do you work with the organization with that? Yeah. So normally there's not a, a pushback, Alan. So I was actually rereading the Phoenix project yesterday and I was just reading the story of Brent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you're talking to these customers, um, some of these guys are on their honeymoon with their pager with them, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you're coming in and you're saying, hey, we're going to help you out with 24-7 support so you can get your life back. Uh, or, you know, we're going to help you to streamline this uh, DevOps work, which you never really got opportunity or time to, you know, um, work on. We're going to help you out with that, Right. And uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, Sometimes maybe the initial impression might, might be the, the same as you describe, like, hey, are you going to take my job? But as they understand the value, um, they normally are super happy. Another thing we do, Alan, in most of our engagements, we do this assessment called well, Architected Assessment, uh, where we're coming in and we're just reviewing your infrastructure to see how well you're architected. And after that assessment, we give you like a roadmap, like what are some things you should focus on first month and what are some things you should focus on short term and long term. And the assessment goes over, you know, cost, security, reliability, performance and operation excellence. So, you know, we can get like in the short term roadmap, we can show some quick wins where uh, the customer sees the value and they also get confident uh, in our ability. So. That's sort of that's sort of the the path that works really well for us right now. Got it. JT, another thing you mentioned that is NCloud is a premier Amazon partner. And you know, in today's world, we throw out platinum and gold and you know these sort of levels all the time. But really within the Amazon hierarchy, a premier partner has sort of they don't hand that out like candy talk to us a little bit about what uh what did it what, what's entailed in being an amazon premier project yeah it's, it's a top tier um status with aws and uh in order to um you know get there like you said there's only uh, 25 premier partners in north america and uh you have to show you know um 
case studies. You have to show the the training path of your employees, and uh, you also have to have multiple competencies. Like we have DevOps competency, we have migration competency, and we're also the Wall Architective partner. And it's just very subjective. You know, if you work closely with Amazon. Uh, even if you hit all the check boxes, they want to make sure that quality is there for premier partners. So they they look, you know, how how you work well with your customer. What does your customer experience look like? Because that's what Amazon cares about that as well. So um, you know, it, it's just um, it's it's just very hard to get to this status, and we're honored to be you know uh, at this level right now. This it, is great. Yep. So JT, let me let me go next kind of where I want where I want to take this. And that's you know two, three years ago, migrating a company onto an AWS or it doesn't have to be AWS, migrating a company onto the cloud, you know, you set up some virtual instances, maybe they had some, you know, separate storage, stuff like that, uh BC2 kind of stuff. But you know, I just got back from Seattle a couple of weeks ago for KubeCon, Cloud NativeCon. Reinvent was the week before that, and certainly Kubernetes is Kubernetes and containers are kind of really quickly, quickly, quickly changing the landscape here. You know, is are you seeing that as well? What does that mean for you know? Typically, SMB businesses are not leading edge or bleeding edge. Right. In, yeah. In what What are you guys saying? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. Who would have thought that the infrastructure we built like a couple of years ago will be considered like a legacy infrastructure? You know, uh, people using EC2 instances and auto scaling group on in Amazon's world will like kind of be called outdated right now. So we're seeing incredible push uh, and a lot of. Uh, uh, sort of initiatives on our customer side where they want to go containers, uh, pretty much like 90% of our engagements are around containers um, because it's no brainer, right? It makes the CI CD pipeline much easier. Uh, you know, most of the time containers are automatically integrated with scaling. So you can really bin pack your resources. It has impact on your costs. So, um, you know, it, it, this is just, uh, it just makes the infrastructure uh, far more streamlined and far more easier to manage. And as I mentioned, Ellen, I've been migrating companies to, um, you know, Amazon and EC2 from like last 10 years. And uh, I've been managing infrastructure as long as I've been migrating. So it's just, if I'm, when I'm building infrastructure right now, it's a no brainer to build something uh, using Kubernetes or um, on AWS, we use EKS or, you know, depending on what the customer wants to do. I, and we had a customer the other day where they were saying, I just want to focus on delivering product to our customers. So, you know, what is the easiest way we use Fargate for them? Depending on the customer requirement, we'll go Kubernetes. But, um, you know, Long story short, it just makes a lot of sense in these days to build infrastructure uh, on containers because it really streamlines how you manage it in the long run. It just it just makes life easier. And that's even at the SMB level. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, the, the needs are same. You need CICD pipeline. You need a way for you to scale infrastructure. You need a way for you to run batch or cron job type of, um, you know, um, jobs. And when you go with something like containers, you get there, like, you know, you don't have to kind of uh, build homegrown tools to facilitate these things. You know, containers or EKS or Kubernetes, you know, they allow versioning when you deploy or auto scaling is sort of built in, you know, you can schedule bad jobs. Just, it's a no brainer, you know, if you're building out infrastructure, you should definitely explore uh, containers each time. And that's what we try to do every time. And it's just incredible the amount of success we have before and after. Sure. So as we sit here at the, you know, dawn of a new year, you know, if I would have asked you in early 2018, do you think Kubernetes and containers would be, you know, one of the major stories through the year? I don't know if you would have said yes or no. But as we sit here in the dawn of 2019 and we project ahead, let's say I interview with the, you know, everything's, we're all well. And at the end of next year, the end of this coming year, you know, 2019, we sit down and talk about, well, what's 2019 really show? What do you think are the big stories this year? JT, what do you think coming down the pike, especially, in, I'm not talking at the world, right? For end clouds and for your customer base, what do you think is really, you know, big for you in the coming year? Yeah, so I think, um, uh, you know, in general, the application modernization will continue. We continue to see that trend, and this is also big, is going to be big in SMB. Um, so we will continue to double down on AWS. It's been an amazing partner. You know, our core values are partnership based on shared goals. So we'll continue to kind of double down on that relationship. Uh, and we'll continue to utilize this uh, uh, well-architected framework. Uh, it, it, it helps us to assess the customers when we're onboarding and it helps us to manage the customer. Like every time the customers we're managing, we continue to run well-architected assessment to make sure they're well-architected and they continue to stay well-architected. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, just continue to focus on SMB, uh, AWS, uh, continue to align with well-architected uh, framework we also just spun off another company. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Enops. Basically, it just helps to um, make sure the customers are well aligned with well-architected framework and it's available on AWS Marketplace. Uh, so we'll con continue to invest in that because uh, that uh, solution has been incredible. Enops, uh, a lot of our customers seeing uh, value in that. So we are actually uh, working with Amazon to um, give that solution to other partners like NCLOUDS who can use to manage their infrastructure to make sure uh, the infrastructure is well-architected. And we are also offering it to end customers who can use that tool to assess their infrastructure and uh, continuously stay in compliance with well-architected framework. Excellent. You know, NOPS, that's something we'll have to discuss on our next chat, JT. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? It's We've been on almost a half hour here. So, um, unfortunately, we're about out of time for this one. JT Gary, CEO, founder of NCLABS, thanks for being our guest on DevOps Chat. Thank, thank you so much for having me.
My pleasure. Best of luck to NCLOUDS this year. Best of luck to you personally with with your family and everything else. You know, it's going to be a busy year for you, my friend. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Thank All you. right. Hey, JT, Gary, NCLOUDS here with Alan Schimmel on DevOps Chat. You just listened to another chat. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>